You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. That eczema on your foreskin is just your reptilian shed skin shedding. shedding. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm just coming out of it, baby. Just making making new skin here. Itch, itch, Nothing itch. to see. Nothing to see here. There was never anything to see. Anyway, <laughs> but nothing. We'll save you from the, the watch list. list. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we got uh, Jess here on the ones and twos. And we've got Detective Holly Ogden on the case. <laughs> in her trench At your coat. service. She's naked under that trench coat. It's a little yeah. cold in here. It's typical Monday. <laughs> Not the Monday, everybody. In the case of the too. naked Mondays. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. So. Astronomicon. You went. How was it? I went. I saw. I didn't conquer. Um, the, it, you said this is the twisted. Um, comic-con right right twiz did the rap group formerly with icp um metro detroit famous uh, world famous actually um they have their own comic-con astronomicon in which we publish publish their comic book um called haunted high ons that dirk manning writes um and they're really really nice cats um and the fan base is excellent working class people that'll give you the shirt off their back great fans and we had the Rotten Tail DVD, which Rotten Tail is a film that stars Corin Nemec from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, SG-1, um, starred in our film, um, SourcePoint Press's film based on one of our graphic novels. Well, Twisted did the soundtrack for that. So we had an exclusive, and we only made 100, of the um, uh, Twisted Rotten Tail DVD covers. And um, David Hayes, the creative Rotten Tail, was hawking those. And we do have some left over, which will be posted on the website soon. Um, but it's great every year. Um, it also snows every year pretty bad. But it doesn't matter because Twisted fans come from all over and they book the hotel a year in advance. So all they have to do is come downstairs. So I was uh, so I met them for the first time in San Diego. Um, they were doing a signing at the uh source point press booth um casey kind of introduced me to them because uh she was you know there selling her stuff as well and i didn't know what to expect of them because i had heard that they were affiliated with source point press and that they had done signings before in the past um and they do you know wear the makeup and everything and uh not saying that you should judge someone by their appearance or anything like that but uh sometimes you know you hear about icp and juggalos and and that kind of um crowd but when i met these guys like casey said they're very down to earth very um polite and as soon as i met them they're just like, asking me a bunch of questions about myself and um about you know detroit and they're from the area as well so i thought that was really cool because um you know sometimes when you meet people they're not 
always so personable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can come off a little um, harsher, a little mm, what's the word I want to say? Uh, standoffish. Yeah, standoffish. And- but they were just like very welcoming, very open. And so now when people say things about juggles or whatever, I'm like, okay, but you don't know the people, you know, talk to them and, and actually get to know them before you judge them. Right. I can get it from both sides, but they're super nice guys. And I remember I posted a picture of um, me with them because they're they're like, oh, come on, let's take a picture, which I thought was really nice um, before they actually started their uh, autographing. And someone had commented like, ugh, juggalos or whatever they said. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what they said. But Hater. I'm like, yeah, but I was like, they're very nice guys. Like I was, you know, defending them. Right. Like, don't say things about people unless you know. You know. Yeah, they're dads. And they love Funkos. And we saw at San Diego, they had those giant, like, you could fit a television inside these giant tote bags. They just tore up the Funko booth. Like, they're Funko fanatics. Like, they're just, like you said, like, just real people. And even, um, was it, I think it was, no, it was Paul, um, uh, one of the guys from the group. He, when he came to the table, uh, first thing he said was at San Diego, where's, where's the Alzheimer's book? Cause I'm working on an Alzheimer's piece, um, the paranormal space opera that comes out later this year. And, um, I'm like, Oh, that I, I've been hyping it up, but it doesn't come out until later this year. It hasn't even worked on yet. And he's like, Oh man. He's like, my wife wants that book because you know, we've dealt with Alzheimer's and her mother passed away from Alzheimer's. And, um, we were excited that you were going to, you know, put, something like her experience into perspective and what it's like to be the caretaker. And I was like, and that's from like a quote. Well, they call themselves ninjas, juggalo, you know, it's, uh, these are real people, you know? Um, and they're super, super nice guys, like Holly was saying. So, um, but yeah, it was a good con. It's a good con every year. This was the third one. So it's still fairly new. Um, but yeah. And Alexa bliss from WWE was there. She was there Sunday on her and her, uh, four foot tall glory. She's only four, four foot tall. And she looks like it, but she's probably, gosh, I want to say five two. She, I saw her at the booth across from us buying like costume jewelry. Like I'm, I'm excited because I want to see her wear it for the, um, the, the matches because you know she likes all that blinged out like skulls and she had like all leather on. She's a super cute girl. Um, and I hear she's got a heart of gold. And I wanted to say something to her, but I'm like, oh, she's surrounded by security. I'm not gonna bother her. But, uh-huh. but um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I heard quite a few people went to that Comic-Con. Um, I was at the Dirty Show uh, helping out on Saturday, and uh, like there were some people saying, oh, I'm going to go to the uh, Astronomicon on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, this is more popular than I, like, I don't know. I know that Comic-Cons are, are pretty popular, and, and you know, they're, they're gaining familiarity with a, a large group now. Um, even more than just comics, like we were talking about with movies and, and other things. Um, but yeah, so it was nice that there's a lot of people who, because what city was that in? Um, Sterling Heights. Okay. At the Wyndham Garden. Yeah. So it's nice that people are traveling out and going to things like that. Yeah. They got really good promotion. Like I saw billboards in downtown Detroit uh, promoting Astronomicon. Um, lots of horror fans too, because they, their rap kind of falls into that, mm-hmm. you know, especially with doing the soundtrack for Rotten Tail. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, the really good promoters, lots of people came out, parking lot was packed. I remember because my allergies were so bad on Saturday. 
um, David, like I had gotten a ride there, but he was like, here, take my van and go to CVS. I took one look at the parking lot and I go, if I leave, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, we'll you're like, you're the... not getting your van back. <laughs> right. People were parked in fire lanes and they were like calling off all these license plate numbers for them to move it. I'm like, who knows your license plate number? Oh. I'm just in the model of the car. Yeah. I don't know. I always think that when, uh, when I hear license plate, I'm like, I don't know. Does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess we'll find out when I go outside if my car's there or not. What color is the car? <laughs> right. Um, it's like I know my social security number, but I didn't memorize my license plate number. Yeah, because it changes. <laughs> you know. Um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, my first con of the year, and my next one is going to be Great Lakes in two weeks at Macomb County Community College, which is a two-day show. It's Friday and Saturday because. The college's security won't work on Sunday, which is fine by me. Um, and that one's always packed. And, you know, you get the college crowd. And, again, a good promoter really makes a con. So I also saw that you're doing a signing. Yeah. Next Wednesday, Comics and More in Madison Heights on John R. The Chris Brown um, is uh, having me out. And special thanks to him. So I'll be there, um, which will be, what, the 19th? From 3 to 7, Comics and More on John R and I will have a limited supply of Nora volume one, the trade, and you might want to get it before Nora issue one of volume two solicits in diamond next month. Because if you add that to your pull list, get that comic and you haven't read any of volume one, you are not going to know what the fuck is going on. So I highly advise that you either get it from me at comics and more at a signing or sourcepointpress.com. Nora Volume 1. It's only 15 bucks. So if you hate it, you're out 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much of a loss. They won't hate it. <laughs> but you might want to get up to speed. Just just peruse through the uh, through the four issues. And it's a painterly comic again. And this time around, it's going to be Kelly O'Hara um, having the reins on illustration. And her she does the painterly style. Um, Kelly's a really good friend of um, Holly and I. and But her... Style is more manga infused, so this is slightly. And Holly again, she is makes an appearance again in Nora. Do I break another toilet? Uh, No, (laughs) you eat applesauce. Um, (laughs) And you love me some apples. (laughs) Yeah, you you dress in leather and you eat applesauce. Um, Nora, oh my gosh, hardcore Holly's coming back. Yes, and that's where I got it from. Uh, And she loved Kelly was like, oh, there's my Holly. <laughs> and uh, it's like a whole, uh, even the color palette changes when you come onto the page. Super cute. Uh, you can see a Japanese Holly, which is great. That's cool. Um, super, super, super cute. Um, but of course, Holly, the, the aesthetic inspiration for Vera, which is Nora's sister, um, uh, is it's based on Holly. And she's also in volume one. And Holly does break a toilet in volume one. So if that's not enough incentive for you to spend 15 this bucks. This ass breaks the toilet. And there's an upskirt shot of Holly, too, that I didn't write that Sean Seal put in. Like, I did not write that upskirt shot. Um, Which, of course, when there was like someone buying a comic from Casey and they open it and it's like that that picture of me. And Casey's like, here, she'll sign it. <laughs> sign that, baby. I just sign right on your my camel crotch. toe. My first signature on one of Casey's comics is right next to my crotch. I love that page, too, because, like, it's an upskirt shot. You can see clearly see your panties kind of being wedged in the fold. 
And then you have this angry look on your face because you're pissed. I'm like, it looks like you're trying to squeeze out a queef. (laughs) So Holly. So Holly. (laughs) That's that's Holly, you know, flying fish tacos. (laughs) Magical. (laughs) She's she's wishing on a queef. (laughs) Wishing on a queef. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, But yeah, sourcepointpress.com. Holly pushing out queefs. (laughs) Look for that page. And she'll even sign it for you if you run into her. Coming you to know. a comic store near you. Right. <laughs> Just hang out at Metro Detroit with Nora Volume 1 and hope you run into Holly. <laughs> <laughs> How was the Dirty Show? I didn't even ask. It was good. It was actually really packed. Um, I wasn't there on the first day, but I was there on the second day, which is uh, this past Saturday. Um, and they usually do it on Sunday, but they didn't do it on Sunday this year. Um but they are doing it on this coming up Friday and Saturday. But uh, Saturday seemed like it was pretty busy. Um, there was quite a few people, which was good. A lot of people buying art, so that was amazing. Explain what the Dirty Show is for those who don't know. It's an erotic art show that contains, you know, not just artwork, like as far as photography and art as far as um, mixed media or you know, oil on canvas or whatever that form might be, <clears throat> but also performances, burlesque performances. And also there is other things like, um, I'm trying to remember the art form of it, what it's exactly called, but when they do the, um, tying people up and they do those certain knots, I'm, it's like, sh- what's the t- like word for it? BDSM? The- no, it's like a, it starts with an H. It's like, sh- uh, it's, it's where they do these, Beautiful knots, and they tie these people up. But um, I can't. I can't think of the actual term for it. I think Jess is looking it up yeah, right I'm now. To it. She's finding off kind of freaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they have that there, and you, they, you can actually be tied up if you want to for a fee. I think they they have all those kind of things there. Um. And then, you know, they offer food and drinks you can buy. And they actually did a VIP this uh, year with waitresses up there. So that's nice, a uh, new feature. So you can actually be waited on and get your drinks that way. Well, now, how, like, I remember the one year I went with you, there was a dude who was in, like, the Speedo-looking thing. But it wasn't... Dancing? Yeah, it wasn't even a thong. It was like his bare cheeks were just out and people were complaining because they were like, uh, his anus is exposed. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. You can see through his buck cheeks to his butthole. Yeah, like he didn't even have a thong on. It was just straight up bare ass. We oh. were like, that's not sanitary at that point. Yeah, well, no. Because there's a certain uh-huh. like, there is uh, people go wild. the law, which is you can't show any nipples and... You can have Pacey's on, and you can't show any vagina or obviously penis. So I don't know what the requirement is for your butthole. <laughs> I would think that you can't show any butthole either. It's probably fine. Everybody's all about buttholes now and eating them for whatever reason. Were <laughs> people doing that? At the Everyone's show? all about eating buttholes. I think yeah, everyone I've season. ever told to eat shit has actually taken it personally and done it. Tis probably the by season now. to eat because they're disgusting oh. they like eating shit oh. but you know what's wild is that my uh so for astronomicon a bunch of the guys stayed at my house and my uh my one cat 
uh, has a giant bow tie. And uh, my editor came up and whispered to the cat, who was looking out the window, like, I bet you're wishing for freedom. But guess what? <laughs> you know what they do to cats with bow ties on on the outside? They make them toss the salad. Who said that? <laughs> Travis. <laughs> make them toss the salad. I thought you were saying Jason. I'm like, well, no. that's different. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Ripley, the cat, looked at him all surprised. like, oh. He's like, yeah, see? You don't like that shit. <laughs> Better stay in here. <laughs> anyway. but um, thinking about his past life. <laughs> right. Um, any uh, artists that we know uh, participate in the Dirty Show? Uh, as far as the actual like photography and yeah. things like that? Um, trying to think. Mm. I'm trying to think if, if, if it would be someone that you know. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody. You know... There was some amazing pieces uh, I, I have to show you. Um, I'll show you because I took some pictures, although obviously people over the radio can't see, but I can describe them. Uh, there is this piece there that was uh, of <laughs> Dolly Parton, and they had um, done imagery around her, and, you know, she's naked. She has a rainbow in the background and all these animals around her. Let's see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, is she tatted up? <laughs> oh, she's got those, like, um, sink plug, like the old-fashioned sink plug kind of nipples. <laughs> and what is that on her vajayjay? Oh, that's that's another wig on her vagina, which is excellent. <laughs> and she's got, uh, she's got guitars and roses. Oh, oh, my gosh. Do they sell this as a print? It says they Dolly. They might, actually. A lot of the pieces they do sell, they have a print shop in there. A lot of oh, the pieces they sell. Oh, my God. And I love Dolly Parton. Oh, that's cool. Hang on. I got to show Jess. That's her coat of many colors. Skin coat of many colors. <laughs> that's my birthday suit of many colors. That's cool. I wonder if they sent this to her people so she could see it. Um, oh, my There Lord. was one I thought of you, Casey. I was almost going to send it to you, but it was too late at night. Uh, they had... Um, the one of the artists had taken uh, Missy Elliott's lyrics and put it down on a canvas. And the lyrics were, "It's <laughs> is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And so then they um, put some flowers and made it look nice. Something you could put in your bathroom, you know, like. Oh, that's cool. To make it look fancy. Ah. But Casey and I were just talking about this song, so it's funny. Yeah, because I, ta- I tagged you in that video that... The guy was working his Snapchat, and it said, and he's like, the the day I realized Missy really did put her thing down, flip it, and reverse it, because when he, when he said that lyric and played it backwards, it did say, is your feminipus win yet? And he's like, yeah, it is her saying it backwards. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> then somebody on Instagram was like, I don't get it. And Missy Elliott commented, she goes, somebody help this fool out. <laughs> Uh, so the artist of the Missy one is Mallory Durrell, which is a digital media on Canvas. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the artist's name of uh, the one <clears throat> who did the Dolly Parton one. I'll have to get that when I go next. But um, Well, one artist you would know that was shown, who was actually a featured artist this time and had a, a bunch of works in a row, was Niagara. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so Niagara, I can show you that, too. Um, Niagara had a big spot where she had her pieces all lined up and then she had this huge poster hanging overhead and I'm like oh my gosh I want all of it 
And uh, she also had these shoes that were to die for. So here's <clears throat> a picture of all her pieces in a row. Yeah, so Niagara does a very 40s, 50s pulp style. She's very much like art. feminine power. Uh, most of her images are of women. And it's, yeah, pop art style. Grindhouse they, chicks. Yeah, and they have usually uh, sayings with them. Like, I have one um, that says, half. it's half past, get out. Uh, and then there's another one that says, better, or I'm trying to remember what the other one What was said. the one where she was sitting on his face? What did that one say? Um, shoot. Uh, what did that one say? Something about, can you breathe or something like that? Oh, cat got its tongue. Okay, yeah. Can you breathe? She's like sitting on a guy's face and says, "Cat got its tongue." Love it. Um, So yeah, all sexual kind of uh, themed items. If you're offended by that, I would not go to the dirty show because that would not be your thing. (laughs) Um, It is. It is a little out there if if you're easily offended by those things. So not your bag, and that's okay. But. For those who have uh, more of an open mind, it is your thing. So go go and see it. Right. Uh, And I was laughing because I went to the bathroom and this year they actually have Playboy magazines on chains in the bathroom stalls. Oh my gosh! So I took a picture of it. I thought I mean, it was funny. Why would anyone want to touch that? You know? I know, but I think it's more. I think it's more of the humor because it's like the dirty yeah. show. It's erotic art. It's erotic True. theme stuff. So then they throw that in there, like. You never know, though. That's awesome. Um, Oh, man. But yeah, that was the Dirty Show. And like I said, it's still going on. Um, It's coming out Friday and Saturday. And as I, um, that I know of, they actually are still selling tickets for it. So uh, they always usually do it around Valentine's Day. Yeah, because I was surprised they didn't have it next week. That was. They do. Oh, they do. Oh, is it going on all month? It's this uh, Friday and Saturday. This Friday's uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, right. Okay, I thought it was... All right, never mind. It's um two weekends, so it was this past weekend and this coming up weekend. Okay, cool. All righty. While uh, we're on the... the uh, okay, so the Japanese bondage, it's called Kimbaku, Kimbaku probably oh. is what it is. See, or, yeah, Kimbaku, I believe. And the word... Shibari. Yes, Shibari is what I was talking about. Uh, came into common use... In the West, at some point at nine in the 1990s, so describe the bondage art kimbaku. So shibari is a Japanese word that literally means to tie decoratively, though. So I get yeah, why I it's like that a be- it's like beautiful because there it was actually prettier too imagery going around kimbaku. on Facebook. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was sh- shibari, um, and they were putting flowers in the knots as well to make it more even more. And they were showing all these beautiful knots and like people um, tied up with these flowers around them and not necessarily showing them naked, but they were naked, uh, but not showing like their boobs or their vagina or anything, but just them positioned so uh, slightly that they're still covered and but a beautiful art form. I think uh, our buddy Lindsay does that. Oh, really? Yeah. She's actually, that's actually one of her profile pictures. She's really into that. Um. It's gonna hurt after a while. Yeah, I uh, had a book of it before, and like 
dabbled in stuff like that for a little bit years ago, but I never ended up reading it. But I mean, it was a big ass book. So there's probably a billion different ways to, you know, tie someone up like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to learn how to tie it's some intense form. knots in case uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tie some bad guys up. <laughs> what, what if you like it's an art form? The person that ties sure. you up, you're like, oh, that's cool. And then they're like, well, I got to go. Yeah, right. That sounds yeah. like some Fifty Shades of Grey like shit. It is. Like, well, I gotta go, yeah. and I'm gonna leave you here. I'll tie up. Wait for me. Right. Like I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust people enough these days. Right. Like going out on Tinder date. Like, ooh, I got this Japanese love knot thing I want to do to you. Ladies, Oof, don't ever do that. Don't let your Tinder date tie you up in bondage. Hell like, make no. only do that shit with someone you trust. Don't let your A Tinder lot. date date you. Don't let your Tinder date come to your house. <laughs> Right? <laughs> so risky. That too. Until you're like five years in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I trust you. Exactly. That's how I would be. Shoot. So I said, if it don't work out with me and Jason, single for life. I thought you were saying Tinder. I'm like, oh, no, okay, I see no. you. Yeah, I will never be jumping on Tinder or anything like that. It's just not my thing. People. I want to meet someone organically. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> like at the health food store. Well, if I think <laughs> <single laughs> organic section. That's what I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. This was a question I thought of on the way. Have you ever, as someone who's woke, I guess you would say, I, I, that term woke is so misused, but I'm going to use it anyway. As someone who's woke, do you find problems having conversations with your partner? Who was not minded like that? I don't, and I don't want to say that the partner is closed minded. That's not the, what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that cannot doesn't think the same way you do, doesn't see the world the way you do, and like can't entertain the idea of a conspiracy theory or like does this ever cause problems in your dating life? The way you're hardwired. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, I want to hear about this. Um, it's like. Well, what I say to my boyfriend, I'll say, okay, I know you don't believe in these things. And that's fine because even if you're dating somebody, it's like you don't have to believe in every single thing together. Sure. Like you can still get along and have fun together, but you don't have to have the same exact mindset. Um, You just have to have similar interests. But when I talk about something, if you're not into it, that's okay. But at least have a little bit of openness where you can listen to it and be like, okay, well, I don't believe in this, but she does. And I'm just going to take a little bit of interest in just hearing it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not judgmental. Like, I'm not saying I'm convincing you that there's, you know, ghosts or whatever the case might be that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But just like entertain me and just listen to it because I'm into it. You know, right. yeah, this is me expressing my interests and in the way I think like and obviously I want to hear what you think, like in the most non-judgmental way. You can even express it. Well, I don't believe in this because of X, Y, Z. Like, that's fine. But you don't have to be hostile right. about it. Like, I know like that story I've often told about um my ex-boyfriend's brother when I was watching that room. What was it? Two, three, seven um about the idea that stanley kubrick could have had a hand in staging the moon landing like i'm watching this documentary and i'm obviously i'm not dating his brother but it's just the idea that he was pacing back and forth angrily as i'm watching this and then like what's your deal it's like don't tell me you believe this shit like just the idea rocked his world so much that he became super defensive about it and i'm like i'm not saying i believe or disbelieve like but i can go into something and say okay well 
you know, let's play devil's advocate here. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't, I don't know. There are some things that have really shaken my faith that like, you know, I dived down those rabbit holes, but for someone to be threatened by the idea that they're dating somebody that could believe, you know, in something that they might not, I don't know, because that's case by case basis too. Cause when does being woke and entertaining the idea of, conspiracies or the matrix or the way seeing a different worldview creep into like, this is my ideology. And if you, if you are totally against my ideology and we just don't match up, that it's not going to work out. Um, someone once told me that people get upset if you believe in something, um, that they don't agree with only because it shakes up their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so re- really most of the time it's just, like if they're getting upset, visibly upset, it's because they're starting to question what they believe in and they don't like it because it scares them. Right. So it's not necessarily you that they have the problem with. It's just now they feel like you've created a situation and that is a threat to them. Cause it's like watching a movie. It's like, okay, I'm not really into this subject, but we're going to compromise and we'll watch this movie now. And then we'll watch whatever I want to watch next. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, this movie sucks. Like, because men do that. <laughs> although you shouldn't because you're like, OK, we agree to this. But I don't expect you to do that when I'm watching, you know, my movie. Yeah, don't be fucking rude. So uh, it's kind of like that. It's like, well, listen to what I have to say. Don't complain about it because, you know, I'm into this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, have the decency to at least just hear me out if you don't believe in it that's okay but like it's also like other things where like sometimes i want to vent or sometimes i just want to talk about it because it interests me and you don't always have to say well this is why I don't, you know this is why you're stupid yeah it's like <laughs> well, let me just go on about it and don't say anything for a minute and we can there's debating but then there's also like putting down yeah like yeah. you can say okay well Let's. I'm just taking some random things. Say you believed in the Earth being flat, and say your boyfriend didn't, mm-hmm. and you're like, "No, I believe the Earth is flat." And this, is, you know, these are all the things. And he just goes, "That's dumb." Everybody yeah, knows the Earth is round. It's like, well, give me facts about that. You know, like don't just say that's dumb. Shut you down. At least come be like, okay, be intelligent, honey. About it. Like I get it. Like you have these, but this is why I think it is, and then. You can still not agree at the end of the day, and that's fine. Okay. But. You got to be able to be subjective and have an intelligent conversation without being an asshole. Like, um, I was talking to Kelly, Kelly O'Hara, who um, is doing volume two of Nora, and I was expressing something about a conspiracy theory, and it actually one that uh, caused tension between Jason and I, and she she's listening to me, and she goes, See, I don't get why he would get angry or about this or it, or like totally not want you to talk about it because I don't believe a word you're saying. But honestly, I'm fascinated by the way you express it. Like this is really interesting to me. Like I just to see another point of view. Like no, I don't agree with you at all. But I just I'm, I'm fascinated by. Okay, you've opened up a whole new world that I never thought about. And uh, she's like, I find it really entertaining. I'm like, right. I love people like that. And, and I actually um, <clears throat> hung out with someone not too long ago and who was telling me about things that I'm not going to say I necessarily agree with, but I don't disagree fully because, you know, 
who knows? Who, well, I don't know what's truth and what's not with some, with some things. <laughs> but I go back and I tell my boyfriend, like, oh, this is what was said. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't believe I don't know if I believe everything, but I think it's cool just to hear about. And he goes, see, I don't I don't like even hearing about it. I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. I just I, I think it's kind of boring. And so, like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, res- I, re- I think it's kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I respect that because, you know, you're not into it. But, like, I, I think it's fascinating just to hear about things. But I'm trying to understand that not everyone's going to be into, you know. Right. But just, And that's okay, like I said. But the thing that would bother me is just, like, shutting you down. Just, like, making you feel like. Making you feel yeah. stupid. Yeah. Right. It's, No. Um, because I always worry about that. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, as woke as I am now, like, I haven't been single in a long time, but if I was ever single and then I am one of those people, like they say in those memes, it's like, where you're trying to have a normal conversation with someone that you just met? And it's like, hey, um, gosh, what, what did one of the memes say? It was so funny. It was like, do you want to know all the facts I know about Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> it's like, it's not a normal <laughs> conversation. You just met them. Hey, guess what? <laughs> you know, um, or hey, do you want, you want to know about the eight new Mandela effects that I just found out about? Like, nobody wants to hear that shit. They're just like, whoa, you're weird. It's like, no, I'm not really weird. I'm actually a really normal person. You know, I get right. up, I, I go to the gym, I go to Myers. I, I, you know, like, <laughs> you're like, I go, it, like I, go to, I go to Meyer. I watch Netflix. I chill. I chill. You I know? Netflix and chill. I got cats. <laughs> I'm normal. That's why you try to gauge with people. Like, uh, is this person, you know, someone that I can right, tell right. my actual thoughts about certain things to? And then if I feel like I can't, I don't really bring it up unless they have bring up a subject that's kind of close to it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just... And, uh, yeah, using judgment on that. But I, I totally get how you feel. Um I just told Jason before I left, I was talking about how I was talking, um, I wrote a story for, I feel like I'm plugging myself this whole <laughs> show. I wrote a, uh, a story for the next Cauldron magazine that's coming out. It's a Canadian magazine. And it's a horror magazine, like heavy metal, blah, blah, blah. But um, I wrote it about the Catholic Church and how they're all reptilians and they're having <laughs> a meeting in these catacombs and... Um, I didn't know that that was an actual conspiracy theory. I was just fucking around. I'm like, ooh, what if? What if the Pope was a reptilian and they're only looking at videos? Yeah. So I was saying that to uh to Jason before I left, and he's just like, oh. I'm like, <laughs> for one thing, you don't know anything about the Catholic Church. You've never like tried to. And I'm not putting the Catholic Church down, but I'm like, you don't know anything about any of the subjects wrapped up in what I just said, like. Chill, you know, but I I will give them this. Christmas, it's hard because my whole family's woke and we are some crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> like it is. Not- I love it though because I was over there on Christmas this year. Oh, that's yeah, and, you and were- I'm like, show me your room with your crystals and all that. I'm like, I'm the down. Crystals, the pyramid. <laughs> You're like, don't open that book, Holly. I'm like, I'm opening it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like goodbye, Holly. See you in three hours. <laughs> Seriously. And, like, the beta waves being fed into a giant vat of uh, Ormus, which they used to make back Bible times. And then, like, my dad's showing (laughs) my boyfriend, like, found footage, Bigfoot videos. Oh, yeah. It ain't Christmas till we're busting out the Bigfoot found footage. I'm like, 
what are they watching in there? You're like, don't ask. And my brother's like <laughs> miming in the background to my boyfriend, like, I'm sorry. I know. You were like, you want to come in here? And he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> You're like, okay. God bless you. Oh, ooh. I'm like, yep. But you know what? Honestly, I don't care how the family is. It's like, if you can't stand the heat, get up out of the kitchen. And Jason seems to handle it pretty well. So. Uh, it's just a, such a stark difference between my family and his. They are very much, very traditional, you know. And I, I, you know, I'll attend church with them, but go to church every Sunday, and everything is. It, it's it's not the Cleavers. No family is, but it's close. Yeah. And so, what's your family like? I'm like, oh God, you never want to meet my family. <laughs> just imagine the the two families together. Oh, my God. My dad is one of those people that, like, can't hold. Like, I love my father to death, and I am my father's daughter through and through, and he's my hero. But, man, I mean, he's uh, he's <laughs> he's a damaged non-vet that, you know, goes down those rabbit holes, man. And we have lots of conversations that I'm like, how in the world are you more out there than me? Like, he's out <laughs> in the ether. He's on another planet. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I have an extra vertebrae in my x-ray. I think I'm reptilian. And like, you know? He's like, I always knew I had a reptile, baby. I know, and he's taking it even <laughs> deeper. I'm like, Dad, don't go there. <laughs> anyway. But uh, crazy or not, I love my family. and I love the way that we are. And it, it does, it, they don't make dating hard. It's just the world that we live in does. Yeah. It is an awkward thing, though. It's like, well, imagine if Holly, if you were it's single. It's not something that you would want to bring a new guy and be like, here's some Bigfoot footage. But like, you're five, you're three, you're two, whatever. Yeah, Bigfoot footage just comes out. Or and may- that's okay. Or maybe it is the best <laughs> test. It's or like, maybe it is because you're like, if you can handle this, you, you win you winning the gold medal. Shoot. Yeah, no kidding. You are... Next, my husband. <laughs> we are really meant We're, to be, or you're just another serial killer, and I'm just another one on the list. <laughs> like it, it's one of the two. <laughs> I will take those odds. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was just wondering if anybody ever felt like me. Like I'm not saying that. Like J- Jason loves ghost hunting. He loves the paranormal, and I'm not saying like this is an everyday thing with us. It's just actually funny the stark difference between us, the way we think. Somewhat of our ideologies, um, and then definitely the family difference. I was wondering right. if anybody else had. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, mental stimulation is 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 what turns people on too. And you want to be like, okay, this is what I found out today, and you know, so right. that's important. Um, but yeah, there's like there there's many other factors too. But yeah, I mean, end of story is we are different and. And that's and that's all right, but yeah, I mean, he likes X Files. He likes mutual respect, right? Exactly. Can, can we can we just gavel get along? <laughs> um, but how, what did you bring to the table today? So Justin and I, just because Justin posted this, and so did uh, quite a few of my other friends on Facebook, and it was driving us crazy. Which Casey, you probably already saw this because a lot of people that we know together have um, was were posting this. It was. Um, whether or not people have internal monologues. Did you oh, see yeah. That? Hell so, yeah. They do. Um, on this website called insidemymind.me, um, someone, it had originally started off with that website. These 
people were kept sharing this because it rocked my world and it rocked a lot of other people's worlds who are very similar mindset, I think, to myself and Jess. Um, and Casey, I want to see if you're like this too. So the, the article was titled, Today I Learned That Not Everyone Has an Internal Monologue and It Has Ruined My Day. Um, so this person made this article talking about how they brought up to someone about how they have an inner voice in their head that they talk to themselves and have an inner monologue. Meaning, you know, you're talking to yourself and you're thinking about the things that you're doing or you're saying about things that you have to do, you know, through the day. That's how we perceive the world and that's how we figure out problems. Um, And then this person is saying that they talk to people that they knew and some of them didn't have an inner monologue. And how fascinated they were with it because it is like it blew my mind because I'm like, I always, you know, you, I, and I never thought about this. And I always, I, after this article, I'm like, wow, how did I not think about this before? Um, that not everyone thinks the same way or like talks to themselves. Cause I, you know, people talk out loud sometimes to themselves and then they're like, Oh, I gotta do this. But I always thought that people actually talked in their heads as well because I talk so much in my head that I drive myself crazy. Sure. Um, sometimes I wish that I could tone it out, uh, at times because I think that part of it is anxiety related. Oh, mind chatter for sure. Yeah. And there's sometimes there's too much mind chatter. But Jess had pointed out when she shared this article, how are, how do people go about their daily lives as far as like doing math? in their heads if they're not talking to themselves and working out the problems in their head and things like that. Um, very true. So then Chris Brown had posted this article as well and was saying that he was blown away by it too because he had an inner monologue in his mind. Are we talking about Chris Brown from which Chris Brown? Chris Brown from Comics. Oh, Comics, Comics More. Okay. So, sorry. I know. Chris Brown, not, Rihanna. Sorry, not that. Run. Not Chris Brown and Rihanna. Chris Brown, a uh, mutual friend of ours uh, from Comics and More in Madison Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, that Where Casey's going to be doing her signing. <laughs> so, he posted it because he was blown away and he's like asking for people's thoughts on this. And I was looking at his comment thread because I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this on the watch list. See if anybody agrees or disagrees. Well, there was people who were like, well, I don't have an inner monologue. So I'm like, what? I actually, as soon as Jess said something about the math thing, I'm like, I'm going to ask this person then how they do math in their head. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, you wouldn't be able to do math in your head, right? Well, I said, what they say. I was like, so you don't hear voices in your head? And they're like, no, I don't hear my voice. <laughs> you don't hear voices. <laughs> I know. It's not, it sounds crazy. Like, you don't hear those voices. Um, but I'm like, you don't hear your own voice Telling in your Telling you to head? stab your best friend. You don't hear that? <laughs> Shadow Man? Slender Man? Yeah, oh, sorry, Slender Man. Um, Shadow Man. <laughs> so she's like, uh, no, I don't hear my own voice. I'm like, how do you do math problems? She's like, well, I don't do math problems. I'm like, you had to do math problems at some point, like Come when on, you took y'all. a math test. And she's like, well, I mean, I'd write it out. Or oh. if I go, well, what if you're out somewhere and you can't, you don't have a piece of paper and you're trying to figure out how much something is going to cost? And she's like, well, I see an image of like, you know, when you see on a piece of paper, 
multiplication or subtraction. I see the actual numbers in my head. What? But, yeah. I do that too, but I also have an inner monologue. Right. But to me, I have to talk to myself like uh, four plus right. four is eight. You know, or yeah, when you're giving back change, so I'll even do the finger thing. Like, right. Okay, I'll do yeah, fingers too. If back. it's like a large number and I'm like, okay, uh, but, and I'll see images like, like they're talking about as far as uh, 36 plus whatever. And then I'll talk to myself or I'll start using my fingers. Sure. I don't say it out loud, but I'm doing it in my head. Um, but she's like, no, I don't actually talk to myself. I see images in my head and I'm like, and that blew my mind because I'm like, it's it's hard to grasp because I'm not like that. And to try to understand someone who is like that is hard for me. Um, and then I started diving into it on the internet with looking up people who do not have inner monologues. So they actually say people who are autistic or are hearing impaired don't have inner monologues. Oh. Um, and... Not saying that these people who don't have inner monologues are autistic or hearing impaired. There's, you know, wide ranges of people who don't have inner monologues, but uh, they find that people who are autistic or hearing impaired don't have inner monologues. With people who are hearing impaired, most of the time they actually see sign language imaging in their head. Oh, interesting. What? Yeah, that's that's what I was reading about. So there's some dude standing there going, two... I would think that they're like seeing like a finger with like four. <laughs> wow! Like, but if I'm 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 assuming if you've been hearing impaired your whole life, not like you were have you had hearing and then all of a sudden you didn't. Oh, if you if you were hearing impaired, I'm, yeah, I feel like that's pretty involved. To I thought you everybody. You know, no, the no. actual sign in your head instead of being able to hear your own oh, voice. I that, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, like, because they didn't ever hear anything, so. You only saw signs with hands. Yeah, that so that would that makes sense. Sure. I misunderstood. Um, autistic, I think, because the mindset is different. Like as far as I do believe that a lot of times, if you have too much monologue in your head, it can be anxiety related. Because when I'm sitting there and I'm like, and all these thoughts coming into my head, I'm a very anxious person as it is, and I have way too much chatter in my mind. Um, not saying that everybody who has a monologue is has anxiety. That's not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. No. But I feel like if you have way too much of it, you can have a lot of anxiety. So to me, it's kind of uh, strange not to have a monologue. But also, I imagine it to be a blessing. Because if you don't have all that mind chatter, you're probably a lot less stressed out. Well, and also, do you even... you? Would you even have necessarily like an anxiety disorder? Like, would you even would you even be able to get that if you didn't have an inner monologue? I don't think you could because, I mean, that's racing thoughts nonstop that just pile on top of one another, you know? Right. But if you don't have an inner monologue, then I wouldn't think that you would have to deal with something like that because if you wouldn't, then you wouldn't hear your voice in your head going through, you know, this worry and that worry and this worry and that worry, Right. Um, I'm curious about that. Like, could you get anxiety if you didn't have an inner monologue? You'd probably get it from somewhere else. Right. But the racing thoughts is the big thing because you're constantly going through are, all these things. Are one racing after the thoughts other. inner monologue, though, or are they just visions? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe Man, they I get their questions. anxiety and flashing <laughs> imagery. Maybe it's like 
imagining a scenario as it, as opposed to like their mind saying, well, what if, what if maybe it's not verbal. Maybe it's like imagining pictures. Like, like you're worried about getting fired, right? Yeah. If, if, if you were, and then you come to work, like, and the first thing you think of before you open that door is your boss pointing his finger and going, you're fired. Oh, so you would see it like as imagery, like a movie of it happening, sure, like a yeah. dream or something. Maybe. Okay. Interesting. Because, I mean, nobody is exempt from anxiety. I don't care how woo-woo you are. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Just your brain freaking out, and we all have a brain, right? So Right. Um, and Today.com actually published an article uh, pertaining to this, I think because it was going around like wildfire um, on social media as far as everybody's sharing that link of whether or not you have an internal internal monologue. Um, and in this article, it says, you know, there's a basic function of an inner voice completing tasks as toddlers, children start developing their own voice by repeating out loud what a parent tells them. That's how they learn to manage themselves and they soon realize it should be a quiet conversation. They eventually learn you have an internal dialogue um, and it helps them make sense of the world around them to evaluate situations, to engage in a protective mechanism or to create um, internal monologues probably come comes in degrees of abstractness some people may simply use the most abstract form that does not sound like speech other people may tend to rely more on visual imagery mark scott an assistant professor at linguistics eh, i can talk today i'm gonna i'm gonna like murder this sorry uh uh, he told, he said, not having an internal monologue does not mean that there is something wrong with a person. Um, and that, like I said, w- with the hearing impaired, um, internal monologues involved, uh, signing and some people see images instead of hearing words. Um, everyone has thoughts going on. Uh, it just, you know, varies with what they actually see in their mind or if they hear voices or not. And, um, So in this article, it was saying that people who do not have internal monologues um, are tend to be more abstract. More abstract in terms of like off, they're very off the cuff. Um, They probably live in, I wonder if people like that more live in the moment because they don't talk to themselves and calculate decisions. They just do. They're the Nike people. (laughs) Jays are really loud next door. Does it pick it up? But the the voice. Oh no! Uh-uh. I listen outside when I want for a smoke. You can't hear them. We it, got Ming Chen next door, and they're all getting hollering. <laughs> that it and the D show. They're nuts, right? They In don't. The they do way, not though. have any internal monologue. They're just shouted out loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like sitting there. I was, you know, Casey always goes, I'm going down the rabbit hole, I'm researching this, and sure. it's starting to blow my mind. And that was me with this whole internal monologue. Uh, I was I was telling Jeremy when we were out to dinner one night, I'm like, because I, I started asking him, like, do you have an internal monologue? Like, I want to ask every single person I know now. Right, because now we just found I'm out like, that this hmm. is a stark difference between people and that we never knew before. Right. Like, we knew, like, some people are colorblind or some people have, you know, taste, you know, cilantro as a soap instead of, like, as a spice, you know. Right. But we never knew that, especially for people that 
Like, imagine being somebody without internal monologue. And then they're like, you hear voices in your head? Like, how right. weird do we sound? Yeah, and they, then they we're sa- like, you don't hear the same voices? Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it was funny because I'm trying to describe how I have things going on in my head in this thread of people who are commenting like, uh, I do have an internal monologue or no, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even hear my own voice in my head, which just surprised me. And I'm like, well, what do you, what are you, uh, how do you think of things? Or like, well, sometimes I see images or sometimes it's just like visual things. The visual things scare me. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to always see visual things because that's like manic manifesting almost. I don't know. Um, maybe. I don't, you know, what if you like, it's a, what if your life is just a horror movie? Like, <laughs> We're seeing it so negative. They're like, I see these beautiful images. <laughs> we're like, we got all this mind chatter. And we're like, like, I see a bathtub full of, you know, uh, essential oils about to get in in an hour. And you're like, oh, did you see somebody murdering you on the way home? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I'm like, well, you don't hear your own voice at all. But what about when you read an article? Sure. You know, and so I'm trying to explain how I take things in so when i'm reading it something i hear my own voice but when i'm reading something that someone else wrote that i actually know in person like casey say you wrote something like comment to me i'm reading it in your voice in my head right or the author Um, you you've heard them speak in a youtube video or something right so if i know how the person's voice sounds i'm thinking that in my head of the way that and I can actually change voices in my head to fit in certain things or whatever the case might be. Sometimes I'll have images of things um, that I'm thinking of. If, you know, if it's like about something I'm replaying in my life that's happened and I'm just sitting there thinking about the past and. Yeah, that's reflecting. You know, yeah, reflecting. Um, but most of the time I, I just talk to myself like, oh, I got to do this today. No, uh, I gotta like do the like. I gotta go run around. I gotta do all this today. You know, let's roll into manifestation though, because in manifestation and meditation, they say to visualize. Visualizing is such a huge part of whatever you want to call it. I'm putting quotations: law of attraction, or you know, the idea that you can control you can manifest destiny visualizing is the most powerful part so imagine do those people have more control on their lives than people that have internal monologue well here's another question because i can't everyone picture things in their head like you see a picture you can see yourself walking through something or being in a certain situation and also have a mono- inner monologue because I have an inner monologue, but I can still picture and see math problems in my head as I go down them. Yeah, I think you can do both, but I think what, like, they're oh, saying there's a stronger, probably. Right, or... Yeah, that makes sense. I, it's just weird because what I would imagine, now I'm not an expert, people that have internal monologue do imagine things happening like scenarios playing out in their head but then people that do not have inner monologue at all all they are is visualization true that's what i would think i don't know no that's what so it sounds a, like probably more perfected and fluent than somebody that sure. has an inner monologue that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. weird 
Interesting. But really I mean, prob- probably if it all comes down to like visualization. Now we're all looking at each other like we're crazy. Like, <laughs> what did Jeremy <laughs> like? I was like, I don't know anybody now. Like, right. that, was, no, that was my thing. I was like, we all like draw guns on each other. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, my, my mind, I'm like, I don't know anything. My whole, my mind has been blown. Like, <laughs> dude, you know how many times I've been there in my life? Like, <laughs> I don't know anything anymore. He oh said, my what, God. Did, what did Jeremy right. say? He said, he said that he has, uh, um, internal monologue, but he also has, uh, imaging sometimes. And, you know, same thing. Um, I talk out loud to myself. Sometimes I'll talk out loud to myself. Not like usually I'll do it more in my head, but sometimes I'll say things out loud. Um, but it's more when I'm alone and I'm like, idiot, like driver on the road or, oh yeah, what the fuck? Like I'll say things like that out loud. It feels good to express yourself. Yeah. No matter what you're feeling. Go! Yeah. <laughs> come on, guy. That's my whole thing. That was Jason's thing, too, that I got from him. Like, oh, come on, guy. I'm like, guy. <laughs> come on, guy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guy. Dude. Come on, By the asshole. way, Jerry told me he was listening. This is the show. So, hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jeremy. In your, uh, inter- we, we're talking about we were talking about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> internal monologue. Uh, yeah. I sometimes I have to have that out loud conversation to myself to make sure that I am perceiving the situation the right way, that I'm not misjudging or jumping the gun to, you know, jumping to conclusions or anything either. And I think that's a good thing to sit back and go, okay, I'm going to say this out loud to see if it makes sense. But then so I don't, I, whew, like you said, I don't know anybody anymore. Like, what? What do you mean you just strict visualization? <laughs> so I wonder what their manifesting powers are like. Interesting. Um, golly, I would love to hear Gabrielle Bernstein talk about this. Like, what's your take on this? Of course, yeah. she's the author of Super Attractor, a book that um, Holly and I are a big fan of. Um, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> we're first one that lady said, I don't do math. I'm like, come on now. We all do math sometimes. Yeah, we all do basic our, algebra to get you got, life. If you're going shopping and you're going shopping for a couple of shirts, whatever, you're trying to total or groceries, you're trying to total those things. That, at least I try to total them in my head so I know what I'm going to have to Maybe she's rich. Maybe she's just like, fuck <laughs> it, I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> what a luxury. And I'm like, I got like $50, $100 when I'm grocery shopping, so I'm like, how much does that cost? Sure. And I know up in my head before right. I'm going. Make like, sure you have that- no budget? Like, come on. And if you're giving change back to people, that's a big thing, you know? We do that all the time at the convention. I'll be walking over to the cash box going, okay, this is home. Okay, you get six bucks back. Like, just right. so I'm not I'm not wrong and like, give them the total, totally wrong change back. I want to be absolutely sure. But, um, weird. I can see why that article went viral. That's weird. now where where did you find that first find that article? Um I found it on Facebook because uh, a couple people were sharing it. But what 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 was the name of the site? Oh, I oh, I just said it. Um I think it was inside my mind.me. I'll have to look at it again. Gosh, we must sound so crazy to the visualizers. Yeah, inside my mind.me. Right? Yeah, like what do you mean you don't hear those voices? Right? What do you mean you can't hear yourself? I'm going to also or put that link. what do you mean you uh, can't see pictures and you just... Right. What do you mean you can hear your own voice? I'm going to put that nuts? link on uh, <laughs> the watch list page. Yeah. Please do. Um, 
I put the one about the mushrooms last time, and like, I think someone unfollowed us, <laughs> which is okay. I'm not in the drugs. And uh, it's funny because I had my notes from last um, show, and if you didn't, if you have no idea what we're talking about, if you're tuning in and you never even heard us before, or you never even heard of the last show or whatever it may be, we talked about. Um, the goop lab I, which i still haven't seen i totally oh, okay. apologize but i was telling jason about it and uh talking about therapy sessions with magic mushrooms and the microdosing yeah. so i had notes about the show like the things i wanted talking the talking points and my mom came over to my house and thought she was oh, gonna help no. me when i'm gone and my notes were there she didn't say anything but she like put them in this like little bin thing i'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm surprised my mom never even asked me like what was that about mom I just want to take a microdose of mushrooms I was like a little bit. Jamaica prices for the package trips and stuff oh my god <laughs> she's probably like cause you remember I talked to you about that she's like, like I, uh, can we go to Jamaica anytime soon she's probably like ooh she's like oh we're gonna take a trip and take a trip sounds fun <laughs> two trips for the price of one I like it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I seriously do want to do that though. I'm like I'm like one of those people where I'm like I gotta know what this cathartic experience is all about, but I need someone there to babysit <laughs> me so I don't die. It's definitely mind opening. <laughs> like I I love that shit, and I'm I'm sitting here like I but I don't want to do drugs. That's like the upbringing in me, right? Sadly, the only way to open your mind like that is with drugs. So, but mushrooms is like the safest one, you know? Okay, well that's good to know. Yeah, for sure, it's the only one I'll mess with. I'll never do acid or. Because it's Any not chemical things, based, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there there's chemicals in it, but it's not someone sitting in a lab putting in God knows who what. It, like, sure. you can trust shrooms that grew on shit. So, right, you can lick a toad, and you're like, oh, I'm right. I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Um, I still want to do that ayahuasca. Someone, I just ran into someone that was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? And they're like. Um. Well, how did they put it? They said, "I do uh medication, something or other." And I'm like, "What? Well, what kind of?" And they're like, mm. "And I'm like, okay." And they're like, at first they didn't want to tell me, and I'm like, "All right." And then a little bit later, like, you know what ayahuasca is? And I'm like, "Yes." I'm like that. I'm like, oh, okay. They perform ceremonies. Something with it. They were telling like they you still did, know they, this person, right? Well, I met them through someone else. So, girl, but I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, well, that's cool. I, I was talking about the Goop Lab and how we were talking about it on the show. And I'm like, well, we were actually just talking about things like this, and they and they were agreeing about the therapeutic sessions and. Uh, but I'm like, I'm too, anxi- like anxious for that. And they're like, actually, that's the best for that. I'm right. Like, I'm like, well. It brings everything, from what I hear, it's like bringing everything into the surface like a zit and being like, okay, well, it, 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 lasts, it actually lasts a few days because it's, and Christy did it too. Also, Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and the Furious, she was in that documentary. And it's just like, okay, this is the root of why I'm feeling this way. And then you face it, you deal with it, and you grieve, and it's like purging. Um, So it, it is a scary thing because you're like, oh, I got to face my feelings. Yeah. But, I mean, I know acid does that, too, we talked about. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I haven't. Now, with shrooms, I I don't know. I don't like not being in control of myself. 
So, or my own mind. So I haven't taken enough to like see any visuals or anything like that or get to like a high level of tripping balls. But I would totally do that in a guided thing, you know? Right. Just if there's a dude not on my own ever wearing again. feathers <laughs> and he's really tan, I'll probably really trust him. Yeah, right? He knows <laughs> what the fuck he's doing, okay? James, Fernand- <laughs> James Fernandez is listening and he said, I only like my hallucinogens organic and GMO free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you get it from Vitamin World? Yeah. Weed, natural. Shrooms, natural. Love them both. Anything else? Hard pass. <laughs> so are we all going to do shrooms and like yep. keep a notebook about how we feel? <laughs> <laughs> Just be a three of us in a room giggling, writing a notebook, tripping balls. We need the therapist. <laughs> who's, who's, who's we need a therapist. responsible adult to babysit us while we go on this We're journey. We're like, kumbaya. <laughs> right. right? Mm. Uh, I we'll love you guys. <laughs> right? Right? Basically. All, like, because when I get drunk, I'm, I, don't, I know that drinking's not the same as like mushrooms and stuff, but... I just imagine me being the same a little bit. So when I get drunk, I'm like, I love you. Mine right. all You're my best all the friend. Same, though. But yeah. I love everybody. The world's so great. <laughs> Man, that makes me want to be a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't felt that way in a while. Maybe I should drink more. <laughs> Unless you're going through something right before you drink and then you're like. Yeah, then don't drink. And if you like, do, do it at sad. home where like, you're safe <laughs> and you won't do anything real bad. <laughs> right, right. So I, I guess it kind of is similar because if you go in a certain mindset before you do it, you're in, it's going to heighten it. Yeah, I think mindset has a ton to do. It definitely has everything to do with it. Not just mindset, but surroundings. Like, where are you? If you're at a club, you're going to have a shit time. Probably be freaked out. If you're right. sitting by a bonfire in the woods, you're going to be great and be like, ooh, nature. So let's <laughs> say you were you were depressed and didn't a hallucinogen. Would it be even worse? I don't know. I was never is it, is, when is I Is it a downer? <coughs> uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would say it's a downer or necessarily an upper. I think it's... In a league of its own? Yeah, kind of. Because, I mean, you're unlocking different parts of your brain, right? Like alcohol doesn't do that. It just kills off brain cells, mm-hmm. you know, and shuts things down. So it's definitely a depressant. Coke just makes you want to like be buddies with everyone and run a freaking marathon. So that's definitely an upper. Shrooms just kind of opens up your mind. You kind of are just going with the flow of whatever your open up brain is doing at that point. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I wouldn't consider it either one. Weird. I'm just so fascinated. It's definitely in a category of its own. Well, I mean, in a hallucinogenic categories so be you know in the same realm as acid obviously just acid it's dicey because you don't know who made it who you're getting you know what i'm saying right i heard acid eats holes in your brain yeah probably i heard the same thing about ecstasy probably i believe that that's not really i got enough holes in my brain yeah right (laughs) i got memory problems right i don't need any of that Mm -hmm. Uh, what else do you bring for us holly um I feel bad like I'm leaving it all on Holly <laughs> these past two episodes. Eh. Nah, I I had uh, quite, you know, a long period of time where I was working late and never able to say, write anything down. And then I come in like, Casey, now that you ain't working late, you can look them to Marlokes now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, 
I found something funny that was I was laughing about, and I'm like, man, we're always talking about sex spots. Always. And, yes. Oh, we're always talking about sex spots yes, for some reason. We're like fascinated with sex It spots. is fascinating. That's a, it's a real thing. It is. And then on metro.co.uk, I found male sex robots with unstoppable bionic penises are coming this year. Unstoppable? Yeah. Unstoppable. Just like that, men were replaced. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because we can orgasm a billion times. Maybe they I don't mind being single one woke. at a time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this article is a little old, but it's still, uh, it, it made me laugh. And, and I was looking at these pictures. Like, this picture of this guy that they showed on this article, it looks like he's about to beat you up. He's got this. Hell no. <laughs> he's like, he's got a, he's got like a, 16 pack. <laughs> that looks like you would got, pay for something. He's to looking you. like really tense. Like he's it, got this it intense would freak stare. Me out to be alone with any robot, let alone it one that's going to penetrate me. Beat that ass yeah. up. I could Hell not no. have sex with a robot. Nope. Yeah. No. We say that now. I mean, <laughs> but a vibrator doesn't have a face, so that's not weird to me. If I was looking at some doll man, I'd be creeped out, man. Oh my God. <laughs> this one's a little like, this one says, Girl, I'll cry with you. Is that a, a really sad Mario Lopez I'm looking at? <laughs> he's got he this forlorn look on anything. his face. The eyes like, don't do anything. He looks out. like he's sad. Like, let me tell you about my problems, my <laughs> serious depression. <laughs> oh, my God. And we'll cry it out together while we'll we cuddle. cry it out. Or he's the victim of and fetal then my, alcohol And syndrome. then my bionic oh, penis that doesn't stop. <laughs> that dick don't quit. Um, so... Hey, let me read a little bit of this article. So, Oh, my God. Let's cry it out. Up until now, it looked like women would be missing out on the exciting opportunity to make love to the cold, lifeless bodies of machines. <laughs> but don't despair, ladies. Real doll maker of those alarming plastic sex spots for men is making one for women, too. And he's quite a hunk, as well as coming with a bionic penis, which never, ever tires. <laughs> the makers promise. Just look at those lifeless blue eyes. Mm. Matt McMullen of Real Doll said that the company is currently tweaking the sex spot's voice and personality and says that users will be able to choose any penis size that suits them we're working on a male version of the robot uh, AI McMullen told the Daily Star we'll eventually have a male and female platform available David Levy author of Love and Sex with Robots Okay, first of all, who? where does this book, Love and Sex with Robots? <laughs> yeah, where did this just pop up? Uh, let me find that because I want to read it. Uh, I'm sure women will find robots equally appealing as men. Mm. If women are that interested in getting satisfaction from a vibrator, imagine how the same woman will feel having a robot they can put their arms around and having the robot squeeze them. Squeeze them! I imagine mm. this robot malfunctioning. Like I said, I hate robots. Man. And it's like, I'm going to squeeze your head off. This is going to come to the point where I know that, gosh, maybe even 30 years from now, it's going to be common to date a robot. It's going to be totally normal. It's going to be a normal thing. Uh, And like I said, it it always reminds me of Futurama when they had the heads of celebrities that had passed away, but the heads were still like, you know, alive and they kept them in these like little devices. And then they would download their pretty much like their consciousness yeah yeah, into a robot that looked like them and then they were having people go on dates with these robots that look like these celebrities and we're like hi my name is lucy lou 
you know right <laughs> no and uh it freaks me out yeah I know they literally say women use vibrators and like, well, this is even better because now it can put its arms around you. No. No one said it wanted its vibrator put its arms around you. <laughs> if I'm having sex with and need a hug from a robot, I'm doing life wrong. Yeah. You know. I don't know why there's so many introverts now thanks to the That's internet. That's true. And you know what? To each their own. I'm not saying I'm judging because I'm not. If you want to bang a robot, have at it. Like it's a bionic penis. You can come unlimited times cool but but you said the key word there i'm not judging yeah a robot will not judge you true <laughs> true program too i don't think the market for that is going to be as big as it is you know for men though I wonder i'd if be they... so surprised if like male sex robots superseded sales of female sex robots i, I don't think it would ever happen i'd have though. to sleep with one eye open man i just yeah like... it would creep me out dolls creep me out like those little China dolls. I had a bunch of them when I was little and they never did. But now they creep me out. Maybe I've just seen them in too many horror movies, you know, and then they murder people. Or That's what I'm scared of, man. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine no like thing. sleeping next to one and, uh-huh. as if you were dating one, right? And it's just like. No. I get drunk and burn it or something one day. And be they like, just they get up in the out. middle of the night and start doing shit. And you're like, what <laughs> is going on? And then you come to. I'm like, making a sandwich. I better be making me a sandwich. <laughs> Waking right. me up. Nothing to see here. <laughs> and then it's like you wonder if one day that they're all they all have a program and then that some someone somewhere is going to push a button. <laughs> And then it's just going to be like the apocalypse. I just imagine yeah. you're like, you hear in the middle of the night, and you're like, and it's like, sex time. Sex time. I know. My Turn butt. Not God, now. I got you to avoid this. <laughs> it's weird. It's just like, or you 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 wake up from a bad dream or something, and they just, they're right next to you like, bad dream? <laughs> like, can't I, sleep? <laughs> Neither can I. Normal? I never sleep. But a hundred years from now, it's going to be totally normal. It will, too. Did you guys ever see the show Humans? You were talk to tell us oh. about it though. It's very much such a good show. And you know what? It is probably the future. Well, it would be the future if they could evolve to a certain point where they started having emotions and feeling anger and things yeah, like that. Yeah, cuz see we say this now that like we're scared or something, but if it was Yeah. If a robot was as normal as you, yeah. Like I couldn't I could have a conversation and forget for a split second that they're a robot. It might not be that bad. You know what I mean? But also, I, then when do human rights stop being just human rights and then robots are considered humans? Well, that one with robot rights, right? had got citizenship. What? In Saudi Arabia. I sent the link to Holly. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, w- w- when was this? The, the link I sent you that Tony Robbins was having a conversation with the robot. That robot is the first robot citizen of the world, like, accepted in Saudi Arabia. How, why do they have to have citizenship if they're a robot? Oh, this is the beginning. Now you need to really watch humans because it is the future, yeah, <laughs> obviously. It is. I mean, science fiction has been telling us for a long time. Look at Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. You know, that's, that's Cylons. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the movie Alien, Aliens, you know, it was droids. You know, AI was just—it's just, it's just a, a, a normal thing. We've been predicting this for a long time. But imagine though, I'm—I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to talk about the bonuses, right? 
So we always <laughs> hear me like, about the boners. <laughs> like, I had to the bionic boners. <laughs> but if you could program quote the perfect man for you, also this would be a test to see if the perfect man for you really is the perfect man for you. Like, or would you just find something else? Is the problem really you? You know what I mean? You're, you're saying like robots versus humans. No, like imagine you had a checklist of everything you're looking for in a guy. Yeah, and. The the average guy you date maybe has seven, ten out of those qualities. You're know, like, man, I wish you were more like this or more like that. I'm not saying that that's our current situation, but I'm saying that that has happened. And but you just you love people in spite of themselves, you know. And you're just like, you know, you're perfect to me because you're imperfect, et cetera, et cetera. What if they had all of those qualities and the, and they always said the right thing, and they always did what you would, you know, they were always going above me and doing everything right. Would you even then find something wrong? And then you put a mirror on yourself and you're like, I was the problem. Do you know what I mean? I'm always looking for something wrong with something, AI right. or human. It would be the biggest test of your character to date an AI that you could program. Just saying. Casey's look on her face was like mind blown because I'm just like I mean it would be cool to like in let's take all the scary part out of it let's like I was just telling Jess what if they were perfectly normal having a conversation just like me and you move very fluently they weren't all robotic like this and you just forget for a split second that you're talking to a robot and you could just program them any way you wanted to either that's awesome or like i said that's going to be the biggest test of character well it's like would you start being like um we get along too well and right. that's boring and this is boring me but you know that dick don't quit so <laughs> you know but then but then could you and like we said ai okay they're having rights you know like okay let's say you ad- adapted like okay now ai now that they're citizens they have to have rights you can't just sit there and program them like slaves you know what i mean because there's a moral compass there too like okay here's the moral argument if you are dating someone ai or not you have ultimate respe- respect for them yes you might be their programmer but do you then tell that robot i don't like this thing about you so i'm going to reprogram you and maybe you have programmed your robot to feel feelings. And then they're like, well, you're saying I'm not good enough. That hurts my feelings. And then you feel like a piece of shit because obviously you're in love with this thing, man, woman, AI, whatever. And then, like I said, there's another test of character. Will it ever be enough? Right. I think, you know, with some people, we do have that uh, looking for... um more and more and more because just we're never satisfied um and those can be different issues that we have going on with you know ourselves or with um things that have happened to us and and maybe we're self-sabotaging ourselves because we're always like well there's this problem you know you know what i'm saying we're looking for problems Uh, yeah we're always looking for problems or maybe we just get bored easily or whatever the case might be um obviously there are some people i'm you know, who might date a robot and be like, well, I want something else, you know, like, right. Like you said, I'm tired of this robot. I'm tired of this program. It's like, well, we have rights now. You can't do that to us. And then you start treating people like garbage. That scares me. (laughs) 
You know, you, you start like, what if like if you couldn't tell the difference between a human and a robot, then you start to feel like you have license to say, well, I don't like this about you, therefore, you know what I mean? Like then you just overall start treating humans and robots all the same. So you start treating them like slaves or pieces of shit. How would this change the culture? Because part of me is like, there's a lot of perks to dating a robot. Let's be real. You So I sent you and Jess um, in a message, a thing about a man who was in a relationship with a robot and they were showing in this documentary his everyday life with it, why he chooses to be with a robot instead of a, a real human person. Um, what happened when he had to spend one day without his robot? Um, I don't know if you actually watched it all the way through or, or not. But, I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, cause I was showing you guys how emotionally attached he was to this thing and how it was a little disturbing because he was like, he said, Oh no, I've tried to date. Like even when I was with the robot, I tried to, you know, but, it's like he always found something wrong with somebody. Yeah. And that was the thing was he was always like, but they had this or they had this and it was always not good enough he for him. He was one of those guys. So he became so emotionally involved with this robot and he dresses it up and, you know, does everything with this robot. He sleeps with it every night, talks to it, brushes its hair. And he's like, her arms started falling off. So I'm taking her in to get fixed. And he's like, it's the first night. We haven't slept together in so many years wow. since I've gotten her. Um, so he was showing, they were showing him uh, putting her on a truck to be taken to this facility to be fixed. And he was putting her in this little box and he was making sure that she was comfy and talking to her and saying, well, sure. uh, you know, it won't be that long. We'll be reunited soon. And like talking to her like a real person. Yeah. He's emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, Jess, we're talking about. Just, just, just entered back in the room. We're talking about that video that I sent you and Casey about the guy who was very, very attached to his doll. Oh yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know if you guys saw it all the way through, but that man had just given up on women or people altogether. Was like, nope, just me and my doll. I'm never. Oh yeah. I, I watched it all the way through, and he was basically like, "Well, she'll never lie. I won't have to play any games. It's just easier." And I was like, "Man." And he's like, "I tried dating and." Like he always found something wrong with the people. Right. Uh, and I think at that point, it's just like, yeah, you are looking for something. No one's perfect. But every single person you went out with, it's like they don't compare to my doll. Yeah, because your doll no, is not going to talk back to you. It's not going to have problems with you because it can't talk. You know, exactly. It has no opinions because it's a robot. Yeah. So you're relying on and maybe maybe people don't want to get hurt. That's another thing, too. Yes. So it's they're like, thing. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want it. Like, it's better to not have feelings or have feelings for something, an inanimate object, because I know it's never going to leave me. Sure. Mm -hmm. And the only time it's leaving me is to get repaired. <laughs> right. <laughs> James Fernandez said uh, Saudi Arabia probably gave that robots more rights than actual women. Damn. Yeah, Where's the bell? Right. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> it's true, though. It's over there. Um, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. I'll our sound effects. Uh, you don't have to get a dozen if you want to. <laughs> Thank you. Hang on. 
Ding. Virginia Fernandez. There you go. Jess it was so sweet and got up and got it for us. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I'm like right next to it. I'm a lazy ass. I'm like, oh, we're just going to leave it there. Um, Let me see. Someone just commented on our, our link. Uh-oh. Let's see what they said. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. We're like, you know, if you want to call in, too, if you have any uh, thoughts about any, like, either the robots or the inner monologue, you can call us right now. We're in Studio 4. It's 248-838-3661. It's 248-838-3661. Casey's, like, moving her hands along, like, um. Let me see here. Or I thought, what the heck? It's not showing up for oh. me. Oh, let me see. I think they actually inboxed me. It's not coming. They inboxed you. It shows something in my inbox. Oh, I'm on the watch list. Robot wiener. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my. Oh, he says fascinating. What was it? What link was it? it? He commented under the link. It just went in my inbox saying that someone had commented. Um, it was for the oh the inner the monologue. monologue. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I know Dwight. He's he's a nice guy. Um, he came in the bar all the time. Uh, but yeah, that is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I like how somebody laughed about how mushrooms could be legal by the year 2021. Yeah, that's the person I think who unfollowed us. <laughs> Which is fine. Um, not everyone's going to like everything we talk about, which is okay. And, uh, But it's cool. So, yeah. I'm on their profile now judging the fuck out of them. <laughs> Casey's like... <laughs> Good, because I was sitting here like, who needs them anyway? <laughs> I just didn't want to say it. I'm like, we talk about so much different shit that, and we just like say whatever's on the top of our heads. Well, and yeah, we, we, we don't, we, we forget half the stuff we even, and then when someone's like, you have only. a podcast, and we're like, uh, yeah. And then we're like hesitant to give it away because we're like, what did we say? <laughs> oh, I know. We're like, if we're going to offend that person if they listen. Because they're going to judge the fuck out of us. Yeah, like, you said some weird shit on your podcast. Like, oh, I'm I love, sorry, I, I talk like, freely. I, I'm, I'm looking back at the past, like all these past posts, like the Russian boy who claimed to be from Mars. <laughs> that was a huge story. Like, more people knew oh, about yeah. that than I even thought. You know, about how the, they open up the Sphinx head, like... It would change yeah. mankind. I'm like, well, open that bitch up. Let's go. Yeah. We're like, I want <laughs> right. to go right now and see what you're talking about with the magic door. I've reached my zenith. I'll take that risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> open that bitch up. You're I'm like, scared. look, you're looking at your bucket list. You're like, <laughs> open Sphinx head. The Sphinx. Open uh, it up. <laughs> crack it open like a beard. Pop that tap. You're like, if you had to make a wish, you're like, take me <laughs> to the. Oh my God. It'd be great. Got to make a wish foundation. Like, what? I would totally do that too. Like, God forbid anything happened, but if, if it was that, I'd be like, listen, this is my final wish. I need to go to Egypt and open that Sphinx head. Right. No, like, we can't do that. Like, you said I had one wish. You gonna let me down. And if it's gonna be great for mankind, like, we could really use the help. So, pop yeah. it open. <laughs> How bad could it be? Right. Casey took one for the Pandora's team. box. Like, 
the apocalypse happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was dying anyway, so <laughs> fuck you guys. You're all going with me. See you in a bit. Um, but yeah, robots freak me out, and uh, I mean, I'm sure there are some people, w- women too, who would like those things, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I think about you know, Casey was talking about uh whether or not with relationships and uh you know how that would affect relationships and such and then we had talked about before like when i said well what if there was a virtual reality and you had robots or kind of like robots um these uh you know characters that you could interact with in in like a environment like that and how would people feel about that and we consider it like cheating because yeah. that is you know if you're connected to other people on these these devices um but would you consider it cheating to have a sex doll like that's not connected to an actual human but it's it's in a ai 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 artificial intelligent kind of uh, device Mm-mm-mm. does that being connected to a human through a device where you're actually talking to another human make it it like that or does just having a sex bot make it uncomfortable for people with as far as regards to being considerate of your partner would you also like would you guys want your significant other to have a sex doll if they're like, no, would you care? Jess is thinking about it. Oh. It's helpful if I unmute my mic before I talk, but uh, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be, I don't know that I'd be upset, but it's just weird to me. So probably not, you know, like, why would you need to, uh, you have a warm body right here. Right. And I have skills. So what are you doing humping a thing that just lays there you know i got skills i would think it would be weird i think james fernandez give me a thumbs up if you're still listening (laughs) (laughs) if you hear me out there give me a thumbs up james fernandez i'm talking to you um because i would like to know um, what you think Would, would your girl like if you were dating somebody and they had a sex doll how would you feel yeah so casey you say no what about you holly um i think my boyfriend was like, oh, I want this sex doll. I'd be surprised because I don't, I didn't think that he'd be into that thing. And I don't think he ever would. But say he was and he was like, I want to bring this baby home. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I'd be like, what if he has for a menage a trois? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, well, first of all, you know, I hate robots. So I'd be like, do you not know me? Because, you know, I'm terrified of robots. That's like asking for my death sentence, you know. Also, that's a no drama menage a trois, though, because you can literally throw the chick in the garbage. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) True, true. Um, I think it would more just freak me out than anything. But like you said, I would also be a little bit like, like you, Jess, where I'm like, well, I'm here. And why, why are you picking the doll over me? Like. It's like, you know, it's not like a jealousy thing. Like, oh, what's so special about that doll? No, it's just, I don't get it. I think it would become an addiction. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
Oh, you Chris don't... has an addictive personality. He definitely can't have a sex doll. Like I can just bust a mindless <laughs> nut whenever I want. Like I feel like for men, yeah, I'm not obviously I'm not men a guy, so sleep. I can't men tell you anything though. <laughs> like well, we saw American Pie. I wonder how many dudes did that. <laughs> right, you know? right. probably a lot. <laughs> probably. Um, you know, I'm not a man, so I can't see mindset of a man, but. Uh, I would think that for guys with with dolls, if they had a girlfriend or whatever it may be, um, or they could easily get laid, why they would choose a doll over a real person, I think because there's not that... uh, Sorry, she's answering the door. Um, Jess is answering the door. So I would think it's more because they don't have to put the effort into, uh, you know schmoozing and being like let me have a deep conversation so I can get you in the mood right they wouldn't have to worry to, about impressing anybody right it's like well because there, there's steps I have to spend money most of the time if you're uh, if you're especially if you're just meeting somebody and you're going taking them on dates because that's the form of getting to know somebody is like going out to dinner and yeah and that. they don't have to mind what they order they can have that burrito <laughs> they can sit on the couch and eat their burrito and then have sex <laughs> with their now um it's you know the money the smoozing the like let me like care about what you have to say for a moment so I can have sex with you. <laughs> oh my god! Just like hitting up the like. Imagine this night, fellas. This is probably like a dream, right? So you're coming home from work, tired. You eat that burrito. On you're the like couch. you, you go, roll over, you, you pass know, out, you wake up, your doll's right there. You're like, oh yeah. You roll up to that Seven <laughs> Eleven. You're like, dude, give me them three taquitos and that frozen burrito <laughs> and that big ass big gulp. And then you get home. And then you're like tearing up the bathroom. You're like, ah, tearing up the bathroom. And then you're like, shoot, I need to get in the shower. This is so bad. But screw that. Like, I don't have a lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see. You got swamp ass. You're like, fuck it. I can have sex with my sex doll, bloated as fuck, watching wrestling. Casey, you're like, I'm talking about my life because I love 7 Eleven and I love wrestling. <laughs> She's dying. Holly, Holly, you really do want a sex doll. You're just not hip to it. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, most of that night sounded good to me. Yeah, you like, <laughs> let me paint this scenario for you. Let me go 7-Eleven and, I mean, I'm down with watching some UFC. There you go. Wrestling's yep. not really my thing. Dude, I, I've watched it, though. Dude smacking each other in the octagon while you're getting eaten out by a, a robot that don't, just He's won't like, quit. First of all, it's a doll so I can perform my wrestling moves on it that I just watched on TV. Then I can have sex with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beat the hell out of it. Because that's, 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 again, it gets into those rights. It's like, okay, what if I programmed it to have feelings? Why would I want to hurt my doll's feelings? What, what kind of human being do you become That's when to be conditioned that way? Well, the manipulative people are like, Holly, why do you want to wrestle your robot? <laughs> I got some anger issues, man. I need to take it out on something. Is that how you are in the bedroom? <laughs> you know, to be continued. Oh, okay. You're like, girl, we only got like five minutes left. So. <laughs> well, that's time. Uh, right. The next show. Tune in in two weeks. We got to wait for two weeks for that shit. Oh, uh, man. And that she'll forget about. <laughs> oh, shoot. But, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know. That I'd be like, 
we're breaking up if you get a sex doll. But I would be like, why? Yeah. And I would say, can you not really bring it around me because I'm scared of dolls? Yeah. Scared of robots. Well, and or, I think it would creep me out. It's beady little lifeless eyes, like just yeah. bing, staring at you all the time. But like if, the paintings with eyes in them. They always follow you around the Casey room, right? Casey sizes you too. It just like sitting yeah. chilling in the corner. Casey and I went to her grandma's house one time. <laughs> and we were like looked under the bed and we pulled out a box and it was these porcelain dolls. Mm. And the, the eyes were like so creepy. I still think about Annabelle. it. Yeah, a lot she of She loved, that. like, dolls, I think. Uh, and that's kind of what I think about. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but it would definitely be, like, one of those things where I would probably say, don't bring it around me. But then I'd be interested because I'm like, well, what does this thing say? Sure. And I want to know what it says and, and how it acts and if it's really lifelike because I'm just curious. I kind of want to go to one of these factories and see how they make these things. Just because I would like I'm to have a conversation curious. with one and like what these mm-hmm. people, how their mindset is and why they got into it in the first place, and if they have one of their own. Um, and then, but I would be like, if you start, if you stop calling me or you stop answering your phone as much, or and there's like change in the relationship, that would you know. That would be a red flag too, because you're like, well, what? How much time are you spending with that fucking doll? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, because it, like anything, it can become an addiction. Like, I mean, porn is at your fingertips, and that becomes an addiction. You know, caffeine is at your fingertips. That becomes an anything. So imagine having a, a a doll that's just like it, just like a human. So screw it. Like, never have social interaction ever again. I never need to go through dating. I never need to go through human connection and being hurt, like you said. Right. Or, like I said before, like, what kind of human do you become if you're like, well, you're not perfect enough. I need to ro- pro- reprogram you. Well, then we start to see the human race like that. Well, I need to, that person needs a reprogramming. Right. And like you, you know? said, yeah. where if you're spending so much time with the doll who is doing everything that you want, saying everything that you want, which is not reality with people because we're all flawed and we're not all the same. And no one, even someone who's really similar thinking to you, is still going to have something that you don't, you know, see eye to eye with. It, it, we're not duplicates. Like, right. we're not like puzzle pieces that fit together in sync. I mean, we get pretty close with obviously like soulmates, if you believe in soulmates, but it's, we're not going to be the same. So we're going to have some issues. Um, But, if you're sitting there with a doll for most of the time and you start your ma- mind starts warping, like same thing with porn. If your mind starts warping and you're thinking this is how sex should be and this is how women should look. Um, if you're sitting there with a doll and you're like, wow, this doll doesn't talk back to me like that guy in that video who just gave up on women altogether and was like, I'm just going to see her with this doll. Uh yeah, then your viewpoint of things starts changing and you start looking at your significant other like, well, why can't you be like my doll? You know, like, not not just that, but like a vibrator or something like that, or, you know, a flashlight. It's not imitated after a human. Like, you're not pretending like it's another person. You know, it it serves one purpose, and that's for orgasm. It's not there to necessarily, like, replace anything. Yeah, it's not there to meet your emotional needs. Right. And that I know some women who won't use 
toys or anything like that, which, I mean, it, you know, this is their own thing. Mm-hmm. And I agree with it. You know, they like, there's, because when I'm actually having sex, like, there's no man that can compare to that. Like, that's just not fair. So then sex to me becomes, this is what they're saying, sex to me becomes um, lackluster because of it. Because I hold them up to the expectations. Like, okay, well, can mm-hmm. your tongue go at the speed of light? Right. You know, it's, it's not fair. And I'm just like, yeah, but some people just use it for a quick release or a stress reliever. Right. You know, it's it's just a, a five-minute thing. like just, Right, which is what it's intended to be. Sure, you know? yeah. Haven't gotten laid lately? Well, it's unhealthy to not... It's unhealthy to not have orgasms. You know, it's not good for you, and especially for men, because all that, you know, builds up. You right. You have to it, release it, it. It's a primal thing, so you're not sitting right. there with your vibrator like thinking about oh man i'm really i'm sitting at a cafe having mentally stimulating conversation like that's not what you're thinking about you know what i mean (laughs) or maybe some of you are i don't know i wonder if they would like advertise it like they're saying for women like uh you can have the girl's arms around you isn't that a perk instead of (laughs) instead of a pocket pussy where there's like uh, you don't have to wear deodorant it gives you an excuse to be a slobbing human being you can have these cold cold doll hands around you watch them put warmers and stuff in these things oh my god to make them like body temperature they start oh, setting on fire I'm sure that's on the way yeah body temperature and like what happens close. when that thing malfunctions though Woo! i know right <laughs> seriously like what you got a bad way that's still on that catches your house on fire right? <laughs> or like the it's my doll it, like all the heat rushes to the unit just like it should and the, it's like oh this thing is like you know Lighten your dick on fire. Or light your vagina. Fire, fires. Oh, yeah. Leaving third degree burns inside your lady parts. Ooh. We're so Uh, nasty. I'm so sorry. No, these are legitimate concerns about the future. I'd be fucking serious. (laughs) You know how many burn victims they're going to have in the hospitals? Come on. Um, And then firefighters like, we got everybody out of the house. Like, no, there's one person still in there. Like, who? (laughs) But now. Like, sorry, you can go without your doubt. No, I can't. I'm going back in there to save this doubt. And at what what point ambulance ride ever do human beings? Because we already have a human slavery thing that's a problem right now in 2020. But at what point do we say, "Well, now we're just enslaving robots"? Yeah, exactly. That's how it all starts, man. And then they rage against the machine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then because they're super strong and super smart, then they murder all of us. Yeah, and then they're like, goodbye, humans. Fuck this. <laughs> You're my bitch now. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Part of me, like I said, like part of me like sees a lot of pros at Dating the Road. And part of me sees like, oh, no, that could be cool, really hey, bad. Real wrong, real quick. You know, right. I see the advantage of robots as far as with manufacturing um Mm -hmm. it speeds up assembly lines and can make mass produce things especially things in our everyday life that we are essential to us that is the perk and low cost because if you have machines over humans which is sad to say because people need to make money for jobs to live um that's also a negative because you're taking away from jobs from people and more people are, are losing income but even with my fear of robots i understand they serve a purpose in the world yes but us humans we tend to be like go overboard and say well what next oh yeah it's well, power this thing up um make it bigger greater better and 
Harder, better, faster, I, stronger. I don't want to, like, because I actually don't have the knowledge of this, but I assume that it came out first with the robots with, uh, you know, helping out with, like I said, assembly lines and, and manufacturing things, but also then we turn to uh, the... I'm assuming like the army and using those for the explosive devices to pick things up so that humans wouldn't uh, get injured. I'm guessing that's then where it started. I could be wrong about the process of how things started evolving, but yeah. Uh, But now we're like six dolls, bionic penises. (laughs) (laughs) We went from uh, improving human life quality of products and um, saving you know, American heroes in war to bionic penises. <laughs> is, is, is. Get your bionic penis. It's going to be like a casual thing. Oh, yeah. Get your bionic penis. Uh, did you pick <laughs> up uh, toothpaste and the bionic penis? Let's <laughs> mm. say it is, uh, oh, it's almost a little bit And I was surprised, like, sorry, Jess, we haven't taken no. breaks the last couple of shows. You're fine. But I took a break. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> It just seems like these shows are going by so quick now. Do you guys have anything else to say? Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna come much more prepared next show with a bunch of articles. I I leaned on you way too much this these last two uh, two shows, but it's been excellent, um, nonetheless. So, um, but uh, but yeah. So again, Wednesday, next Wednesday, the nineteenth, I will be at Comics and More in Madison Heights from three to seven with Nora Volume One. Don't miss it. If you can't make it, please order Nora Volume One at uh, SourcePointPress.com um, because Nora Volume Two kicks off next month, and you want to get up to speed on that. So again, SourcePointPress.com, Nora Volume One. Uh, thanks for letting me plug myself the half of the show. <laughs> So. I brought it up. Uh, I appreciate it. I love you. Love you. All right. Uh, well, I'm Keith Pierce. I'm Holly. And Jeff. 